Iowa's Newsworthy Past is a project imagined and curated by me, Kristen Noonan, a newly minted librarian. With help from Rod Library at the University of Northern Iowa, I come through an encyclopedic, handy-dandy, Iowa Historical Newspaper Library Guide to select stories and record myself reading them out loud all in my basement. The music you're listening to right now is by Iowa City's Blake Shaw, and the music you're about to notice in the background is by Memphis resident Brendan Lee Spengler. Tune in and out as your time allows, and please enjoy your totally free, no strings attached, last from the past. It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to February 22nd on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Today we'll be in Parkersburg, Iowa. So let's turn our attention to the Parkersburg Eclipse, February 22nd, 1934. I'm your host, Kristen Noonan. It's a pleasure to be your guide today. Let's roll. New Hartford County Champs defeated Green in an overtime period in the championship game Saturday evening. Oh boy, there were thrills aplenty in the finals of the Butler County Tourney held at this place Saturday evening. It required an overtime period for the high school team from New Hartford to prove that they were of championship material. At the end of the regular playing time, the score was deadlocked at 20 all, and in the overtime, the winners came through with a basket while holding their opponents scoreless. It was a well-earned victory, and more so when the fact is learned that for the past three weeks, the new Hartford team has been laboring under a decided handicap on account of sickness in their ranks. In spite of this, the school has gone through with their schedule and has won 14 and lost five. Two of the games in the lost column were counted during the sickness that some of the first string players experienced. One of the pleasing features, especially to the new Hartford supporters, is the fact that none of the team will be left for next season, as they are all underclassmen. They're not being a senior in the ranks. This being the case, other teams in the county will have to look to their laurels the next playing season. In the final game Saturday evening, the score stood 13-5 at halftime, which went to show that the new Hartford boys were doing a sweet job of guarding. In spite of this, only five fouls were called on the winners, while three points were made by the free throw route from them. In the preliminary game of the evening, Parkersburg won from Shell Rock by a 35-22 score with Gertzima leading the score for the locals with 16 points and Johnson with 11. Far for Shellrock had Johnson tied with 11 points to his credit. Following is the box score of the championship game. Beloved pastor called home. Reverend George Schnucker dies at his home in Dumont Tuesday. 
Reverend George Schnucker, 59, pastor of the Reformed Church in Dumont since October 1933, died Tuesday after seven years of failing health. He was ill seven years ago of an ailment which baffled diagnosis and had since been stricken several times by complications developing from that sickness. Dr. Schnucker was born in Allendorf, Germany, May 14, 1874. He came to New York September 25, 1890, and from there went to Bloomfield, New Jersey to enter a theological seminary. He was graduated from New Brunswick University, New Jersey in 1899, and later took postgraduate work at Syracuse University. He taught Hebrew at one time. His first pastorate was at George, Iowa in 1899, and he remained there until 1902, when he went to Peoria, Illinois to remain until 1907. After his service at Silver Creek Church, he came to Applington, where he served until illness compelled retirement. He resided in Parkersburg for about two years while convalescing. He returned to the ministry last October. CWS Project in Butler County. The work done by the CWS women in Butler County may be described as social welfare work. The work was known as Project Number no. 9 of the CWA Associating and Cooperating with the CWS was the Butler County Unit of the American Red Cross. The textile fabrics were furnished by the Red Cross and the thread and buttons by the county. A workshop was installed in the basement of the courthouse at Allison. On December 26, 1933, six women began work. For four weeks, they worked 30 hours per week, and for four weeks, ending February 15th, they worked 15 hours per week. Mrs. W.S. Mead of this place was poor lady. The following is a list of the work accomplished. Children's dresses, six. Women's nightgowns, 11. Boys shirts, age 13, 18. Girls slips, age 12 to 14. 10 infant dresses, 13. Infant romper, 1. Infant napkins, 72. Infant nightgowns, 19. Girls bloomers, 8. Blouses, age 6, 22. Boys suits, age 6, 2. Shirts, size 8, 8. Sheets, 12. Comforts, 3. Flag for County Engineers Department, 161. There was also a considerable amount of mending of garments done. The rate of pay was 30 cents per hour. All new and reconditioned garments will be distributed through the nine local Red Cross chairmen of the county. Red Wing Bison, Flax Good. Red wing and bison flax seem to be the two best varieties of flax for Iowa soils and climatic conditions, according to L.C. Burnett, research professor in farm crops at Iowa State College. Red wing will probably be more satisfactory when every condition of good flax culture cannot be met, when sowing must be delayed a few days, or the crop must be grown on other than heavy soils, or on fields where summer weeds may be a factor. It matures earlier than bison. 
Bison's resistance to rust and wilt is excellent, but it does not stand hot weather at flowering time very well. Red Wing is also good in resistance to rust and is sufficiently resistant to wilt to warrant its use wherever crop rotation is practiced. A list of growers who have seed for sale of these varieties may be obtained from Joe L. Robinson, Farm Crops Department, Ames. Outdoor Iowa. Flying squirrels reported through the columns of the Sumner Gazette. It is reported that several flying squirrels have been seen in the vicinity of Sumner. Game area improves fur crop. Game management and its application to the Wells Township Game Management Area in Appanoose County has done much to make the trapping of fur profitable for Ed Marvin and his son, Roy Marvin, of Sedan, Iowa. Previous to the time when his land was included in the Game Management Area, Marvin states it was impossible to track successfully on account of violators stealing his traps and the taking of furs before the season opened. During the season just passed, Marvin sold over $200 worth of furs. The season's catch included skunk, civet, raccoon, mink, opossum, and muckrat, muskrat. Control of trespass together with curbed violations and protection of skunk and raccoon dens is responsible for his success, claims Marvin. Winter feeding stations attract birds. Will game birds use winter feeding stations? Is a question well answered by the recent report from R.P. Monplaisier, Deputy Game Warden located at Waverly, Iowa. With the assistance of 10 Boy Scouts, Monplaisier built eight feeding stations southeast of Waverly on January 6th. By keeping a record of their visits to the stations to supply grain and grit to the stations, over 250 quail have been seen using the feeding shelters to obtain their daily rations. At one feeding station on the Charles Leeper Farm, located in the Butler County Game Management Area Number 12, 102 pheasants were counted at one time. At two feeding stations on the Weta King Farm, located in the same game management area, 75 pheasants were seen at one time. Want ads, Dr. W. L. Hansen, veterinarian, Applington, Iowa. For sale, Kalamazoo cook stove in good condition, number eight, priced right. If interested, see FC May. For sale, 16 by 24 barn, in good condition. Price right is taken at once. Call at the Packersburg Creamery. For sale. Hay and barn. $10 cash. Inquire John Bicker. Will accept reasonable offer for any parts or all of vacant lots. Formerly the Cropper property. George Risk Independence. Two farms for rent can give possession March 1st, 1934. Inquire Glenn G. Morrison, Parkersburg, Iowa. For sale, homegrown Timothy and Clover Seed, John Bartles. Auction sale, Friday, February 23rd, 1934. 
three miles west of Clarksville, nine head of horses, ten head of cattle, ten brood sows, ten fall pigs, twenty bred ewes, one buck, four sets of new harness, and a number of new collars. W.E. Day, owner. That's it for February 22nd on Iowa's Newsworthy Past. Thanks for tuning in. Hey there, thanks for listening. Hey, if you liked your ride, remember that you can follow me on Instagram at Iowa's Newsworthy Past. If you didn't like your ride, well, maybe you will tomorrow.